What is up and welcome back to Zen Business, the show that studies health and mindfulness habits that ultra high performers use to reach the top of their industry and their craft. I'm your host, Jonathan Maxim, Managing Director at K&J Growth Hackers and founder of five digital companies. We've grown these companies to great levels and created an exciting and fulfilling life for our team members, but the truth is it was much more challenging than we ever could have imagined. All right, now let's jump in. All right, what is up and welcome back to Zen Business. I'm stoked to be here. I hope that you're excited to be here as well. Today, we're gonna talk about stage two of how to manifest anything that you can desire or come up with in your mind. I know it sounds crazy, but give me 20 minutes of your time. I promise it'll be worth it. And if you just, you know, what's the worst that could happen? If you just give this one shot, maybe something small comes from it, you can see the power of it. So let's go ahead and jump in. I wanna get right down to the chase, but before I do, let's recap what we talked about last episode. So before you begin the manifesting process, it's really important that you take care of these key milestones. First, you have to understand the law of attraction. So this is a law, it's a rule, it is set in stone. There are no, no compromises in the law. So everything that you do has, you know, just, the cause and effect, right? Everything that you do has an implication. So if you have negative circumstances in your life right now, it's likely a result of something that you've done in the past or that's happened to you and you've been living out that trauma. So in order to understand the law, you have to get the book, Asking It Is Given. Also, The Secret is another great book to to use as a primary resource for this. But understanding that the law, that there are no accidents, right? So when you abide by the law and when you understand the law, it starts working in your favor, just like any other you know, understanding of the law. If, if, you, if you understand the speed limit, you won't get speeding tickets, right? Okay, second, understanding that you were born to desire, to have desires and to fulfill those desires. You were born with intentions and your purpose in life is to fulfill on those intentions. You don't ever have to feel bad about wanting things, about wanting nice things. You don't have to feel bad about wanting money and prosperity or family or whatever it is. You are born with those innate desires and that's what makes you unique. That's what gives you a creative perspective on things because you have a certain set of preferences. And those preferences are ultimately what will turn into desires, which will turn into vibrations that you send into the universe and that the universe brings back to you through manifestation. Third, Trusting your emotions. You have to understand that your emotions are your guidance system. They are in a place, they're configured in a way that put us on the right path, right? Our gut instinct, how we feel about things, this is what determines the correct direction that we should be taking. What is most in alignment with our body, our mind, and our soul, right? That's where the gut instinct comes from. It's the physical, the spiritual, and the mental component. And when those are all aligned, that's when things start happening in your favor. You know, the concept of green lights, the the concept of things kind of coming to you, getting momentum, riding a wave. That comes when you're in alignment with your emotions and your emotions are the guidance system to tell you whether something is right or not right for you by it either feeling good or it not feeling good. And then the fourth is when you are manifesting, the heightened states are the most powerful time to be manifesting. So when you are excited, when you're feeling very positive, if you send out those rockets of desire, as the book calls them, 
when you're excited, when you are in a, a high state of receiving, when you're feeling optimistic and positive, that's when manifestation is strongest. So that's the, there's a timely component to it as well. So if you want the, the notes to go along with this, they will be in the show notes. They're also down in the comments below here on the YouTube video. And of course they're in the book, but I've you know called it down to be a much leaner version for your purposes. So once you got those four bullet points knocked out, then we move to section two, which is the mindset habits that you need to have for manifesting anything that you desire. Now, the mindset is everything because the mind is what calibrates our heart desires with our you know, life and physical intentions, right? So we use our mind to calibrate our mind, body, and soul. So the mindset is, is the, it's the crux of all of this. You have to have the right mindset. And if you don't, things will not feel good. And when things are not feeling good, that is a sign of resistance. That means that you are resisting what is supposed to be coming your way. For example, let's just say that you are frustrated because you don't have enough money coming in to pay the bills. And so you're angry and then, you know, you get your belt loop caught on a door handle and then you stub your toe and then you, you know, get into a fender bender. Those are all results of resisting, right? Instead of just allowing and saying, I trust the universe, it will bring money into my account and I don't need to panic or freak out or anything. So that that is a mindset habit that you have to work out of right? The, the negative perpetual loops, a lot of people live in those, or maybe they live in a kind of numb state where they don't actually feel their emotions. So this episode is all about getting the mindset habit right. So the first mindset habit, we, we, we did an, an ode to this earlier in the last episode and just now, which is being clear on your vision. So your vision will ultimately manifest whether you like it or not, right? So whether you are conscious of it, whether you are, it's something that you want at a surface level or don't want, it will happen. That is the way the law works. So you need to be clear on your vision. Now, getting clear on your vision is kind of the hard part, right? A lot of people don't know what they want. You know, people come to me all the time and say, hey, I'm stuck in a rut. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I'm not sure what I want. So that is where you have to, peel the layers back on the onion, or you have to be introspective and look inside. And the best ways to be introspective are journaling, meditation, talking with friends that you trust, people who are non-judgmental, because ultimately what you're trying to do, and this is you know a lot of like how persuasion works, is you want somebody who's gonna ask the right questions, gonna ask why, and then you give them an answer and they ask why again, and again, and again, and again, until you get to the heart of what's actually happening. So this is something that is, you know, in in the warm, soft center of us, right? It's, it's all our heart intentions. But a lot of people don't know what those intentions are, right? Because they haven't peeled back the layers. And that's where, you know, journaling and yoga and, you know, meditation, all of those practices come in. What we're trying to do is, we're, I think of it like a, like a, a, a looking glass, right? And if there's a bunch of dirt and, you know, let's just say residue on the glass, we're we're wiping off the layers until we can see clearly, you know, what it is that we actually want. So a lot of people might think that, let's just say they want, a, you know, fast sports car and a big house and, you know, beautiful wife or whatever it is that, you know, you might want at kind of like a, a physical level, but that may, may not be necessarily what you want at a, at a deeper level, right? What you want at a deeper level is safety, freedom, 
confidence, empowerment, whatever it is. So the surface desires are often a distraction and the surface desires are driven by the ego, right? If you want a fast car, maybe it's because you're poor growing up and you didn't have fast cars and you always saw people and you know driving their sports cars, you wanted one and so it made you feel a sense of lack because you didn't have one. And so now when you look at it at a more practical sense today, that is a reaction to a, a past trauma. But your actual desires are a different, uh, it's just a different set, right? So when you become clear on your vision, that takes, that takes time. I have something called the Zen OS handbook or the mental operating system where it goes through my three business goals, my three personal goals, my personality traits, my values, my guiding principles, my role models, my mentors. It has a vision board. So that, that process, the first time I did my Zen OS handbook, it took me probably two weeks to get it sorted out. Now I'm pretty clear on it and pretty much everybody who I've worked with who tried to you know, put that handbook together, it took them a lot of time because most people haven't gone through the process and asked, what are the, you know, ask the hard questions. What are my values? What are my principles? What do I stand for? What do I want in life? And that's really where you get clear on your vision. And so for me early on, it was you know, helping people lose weight because I had a fitness app. Um, but now as I have I've matured and I have seen that through, you know, five, six years of, of iterations, my vision has become, it's, it's similar, but that was like the surface level of it, right? So just over and over, peeling back the layers, getting deeper at what I want to do. And so my new purpose that I've uncovered through, you know, countless spiritual journeys, let's just say ayahuasca and psilocybin and meditation and yoga and all these different things that has all cleaned off the looking glass for me and helped me see what I want really, really deep down at a very fundamental level, what I want and what I personally want. I want freedom. I want to live a, a rich and fulfilling life. I want to experience all the flavors that life has to offer. And I want to help out a lot of people by connecting them with their spiritual self. I've had divine interactions and that is, that is the ultimate goal is to help people connect with their divine self. So, you know, speaking with God, having these interactions where he, he gives you a, a higher power, you know, a higher, higher order mission to fulfill on. So that's what I've discovered, not just about, you know, helping people lose weight or, you know, get happier with their bodies. That's kind of step one. But now that I'm in like, let's just say step 25, my vision is about helping people connect spiritually. So that's what it is for me. But when now that I understand my vision, I can begin to align my activities around that, right? And and naturally that happens, right? Because everything I'm doing is in is in relation to that big picture goal. How can I impact millions by teaching them to connect with their with their divine self? And business is one mechanism we use to get there. That's why the show Zen Business is about having purpose-driven business that will uh, help you peel back those layers, help you realize that vision. So on a, on a grand level, it's about what do you want to do and where do you want to go? But on a, a, a more tactical level, when, when it comes to manifesting, it's about being really clear on that one specific thing that you want. And, and what, what we talked about last episode where I said, you know, you have to get started with something small, try manifesting something small, that would be a, a small version of the vision. So just understanding that, you know, whether it's that house that you want or that job that you want or, you know, that big paycheck or whatever, that partner, et cetera, whether it's you want to learn to surf and catch a wave and, you know, four foot waves, whatever it is, maybe that's something for me. Okay, so once you get clear on your vision 
And this is something, again, I recommend journaling about it. Just, you can literally do word vomit. Just open up the journal on a Sunday afternoon and write, 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 and, and just let those deeper intentions come out because the more you kind of probe yourself, the more it will come out over time. Second is to remove fear and doubt. So fear and doubt are basically the blockers. Doubt and fear represent resistance, right? In the book, it talks about how whenever something doesn't feel good, that means we're resisting, right? For example, you know, what I said earlier with, you know, your belt loop getting caught in the door and then getting stuck in a fender bender and things like that. That is that happens when you're resisting. And this is very hard to pick up on. You have to be really, really in touch. And you also have to slow down and quiet down a lot to understand. Because for me, it was I thought I was very aligned and I thought I was in a big state, you know, a higher state of allowing. So, you know, allowing the things I want to manifest to come through. But in practicality, there were times when I wasn't feeling good. And I realized, you know, let's just say, you know, over the last two months, I was starting a new business and I had this frustration because the company wasn't profitable yet. Right. Of course, it's a brand new company. It's not really expected to be profitable off the bat, but it should, you know, that's kind of my goal here. So the fact that I felt frustrated about that means I was resisting. I was not allowing, right? So even for somebody who's been practicing this for five, six years, I still suffer from the fact that I will feel negative. Like, let's just say if I, if I want something like, oh, I want to hit, you know, 10 grand a month in revenue for this new product. If, if it's not hitting that and I'm feeling bad about it, that means I am resisting or I have fears or I have doubts. And if I unpack that for you in real time, it's like, okay, well, I got employees to pay. I got, you know, bills, I've got this and that. So those fears that there might be another implication from not having that revenue coming in, that represents resistance. So now talking through it, I'm like, okay, I need to let go of those fears and concerns. I need to take a deep breath and just let it happen. It will happen how it's supposed to. And that's Again, a practice that you can reveal through meditation and yoga and, and journaling and other spiritual modalities because you have to take a step back when you're not, you know, heated up emotionally, when you're not in a reactive state. So everyday practicing, how can I remove the fear and doubt? If it doesn't feel good, that means I'm resisting. That's the bottom line. So if you're ever not feeling good, that is a result of you resisting something. You're just not letting something happen. So that's something to take back, take a note of it, write it down right now. If it doesn't feel good, then there's, I am resisting something. And that's a really, really important one, especially if you felt moody or if you haven't been getting the things that you want and it's frustrating you, that means that you are in a state of resisting. And when you can let go of all those expectations of self, you can let go of the ego expectations or I have to have this much money or I'm comparing myself to so-and-so, once you get to that state and you can let those go, you acknowledge, okay, wow, I'm comparing myself to somebody. That's why I don't feel good. Once you let go of that, that's when the allowing begins to happen. And, and it's very counterintuitive, right? Competition and you know, American competitivism and you know, capitalism and everything kind of encourages us to compare ourselves to other. And I think there's a place for that. But if, if it is causing you pain, then it is generally not in alignment, right? It is causing resistance, and that means you are not in a state of receiving. So, for example, if you get your belt loop caught in the door, and then you spill your coffee on the way to the, you know, to work, and then you're having a bad day, uh, you may have been in line for a blessing that day, but you might have missed it because you were not present and paying attention, right? So that frustration, that that emotion was stronger than the emotion of 
of positivity and acceptance and allowing. And so you have therefore blocked out that vibration from the universe, right? And the way that the universe works is, let's just say I'm waiting on a client who owes me $10,000. If I am feeling good and I am sending out positive vibrations, when I talk to that client, I, at a very practical level, I will reassure them, right? They'll feel good because I'm feeling good, right? People mirror each other. And so then when they get off the call, they're gonna be more inclined to pay me because they're feeling good. But if I entered that call feeling negative, they would have picked that up and then had some subconscious fears. So at a very practical level, you can see how that works in real life, but it's much deeper than that. I just wanted to give you a very scientific example, but at a spiritual level, the way the universe works is we send out a desire, right? Our heart sends out a desire for, I want this new client to close. That vibration is sent into the universe. The universe does its magic, goes and visits the person who you want to pay that bill and it puts it upon them, right? It gives them that, that, that inclination, that gut feeling, hey, I need, to, I need to proceed with this partnership. It's gonna be very fruitful and then they pay, right? So that it, it, is, it is literally like a, an electrical pulse that goes up into the universe, across, down to the other person and then they feel that, that positive feeling of, oh, I wanna get going with this. But if I'm feeling fearful or negative, imagine that the effect it's gonna create in them. In a, in a personal interaction, of course, it's gonna instill fear, but on a, on a more spiritual and energetic level, you're gonna plant doubt in them. You're gonna put up a, a resistance. So then you won't be in the state of receiving and the, the likelihood that they pay that invoice becomes much lower because they've got a negative emotion around it now and now they're resisting and now you see how the whole cycle works. Okay, so number one, be clear on your vision. Number two, remove fear and doubt, remove resistance. And then number three is align your behavior. So we have to align our behavior to our vision and to what we want. So this is a, it's one of those things that's a simple answer, but it's a difficult solution, right? It's, it's easy to say align your behavior, and I struggle with this every day, but I also practice it every day. And I've been practicing it for years and it's still not easy but aligning your behavior to those goals. Now, like I said, in the Zen OS handbook, I have my three business goals and my three personal goals for each quarter. Under each goal, I have how I'm gonna get it done, and I write out a list of bullet points, and then why I wanna get it done. So that connects the left and right side of the brain. The logic is the how, and the why is the, is the passion, the purpose, and the heart feeling. So when you put those together, it creates a, a very deep level of conviction with that vision or that goal. And then that's when it starts making it easy to align to that goal, right? So if I read my goal sheet every day and I have a goal of, you know, making a hundred grand a month with the company or something like that, that means I need to close 10 clients, which means I need to speak to a hundred prospects and I need to market to a thousand people. So if I've only marketed to 500 people, then I have to get to work marketing to the other 500 until I've got five more leads and then five more cl closed clients, right? Or 15 more leads and five more closed clients. So that is how we align to that. And that's why I like working on the quarterly, you know, cadence where I have a certain set of goals and then the how and the why. And when you read that every day, it keeps you really focused on that goal. It keeps your behaviors really aligned to that. Now that's how it works at a practical level, but at an energetic level, just like we don't wanna have a state of resistance happening that will block us out from what we want. Also at an energetic level, we have to be aligning our behavior to our higher self, right? Like what it is that we wanna align with, you know, mind, body, and soul. And 
letting that permeate at a deep level. So when you have a really clear vision and you have a deep heart connection to it, the, the why, and then you have the how, which is the brains of op, you know, the operational process of getting something done, that is when those behaviors become natural and easy, but it has to be connected to your heart, right? It has to be at a deep conviction level. If it's not, you'll give up on it. I'm sure you've experienced things where you're passionate at first, but didn't really have a lot of deep conviction around it, and then you gave up on it. For example, people always you know, go on health kicks that last like two, three, four, five weeks, and then it's over. Because they, at a deep, deep level, they haven't overcome their desire to indulge, right? They, they still wanna eat what they want. Until they remove that deep connection, you know, the, the insecurity that's causing them to overeat, then their behaviors will not consistently align to it. And that's why, again, it really helps to journal and to read your goals every day because you're constantly refining and aligning, right? Refining the goals and aligning behavior to the goals. So your, your behaviors have to support it. And I think it goes without saying, but things like staying up super late, partying, drugs and alcohol, deviant behavior, all that stuff is generally going to be out of alignment, right? Because that doesn't make you healthy. And when you're healthy, you're happy, right? Everyone's had those days where they got a great night of sleep and they felt amazing the next day. When you have good energy, when you have good energy, you feel positive, etc. So things that take away from that energy, people, activities, you know, bad sleep schedules, bad workout schedules, those are all what lead us to a state of negativity and fear and things like that. So generally, this is why people stop drinking and stop doing drugs and stuff like that because they realize those things are not contributing. Those those behaviors are not aligned with their bigger vision. And when when they reach a state of awareness where they make that connection, oh wow, I'm doing things that are self-sabotaging, and then they stop, let's just say, staying out until 2 a.m. drinking with their friends, then they wake up early the next day and then they feel good and then they go work out and the, and the cycle continues. So that's you know a little bit about how you can align your behaviors better. I will leave links to some of these resources in the show notes. I think the, um, the, the quarterly goal system, the Zen operating system or the mental, the mental OS uh, is, a, is a great place to start. Also mood boards, journaling. I can leave you some meditations that will help kind of when you quiet down, let those you know, deeper intentions percolate. Okay, next, next is number four. This is overcoming, overcoming the test from the universe, number four. So the universe is always gonna test you, right? And a lot of people ask like, why God, why me, right? And you have to understand that these challenges are what make life interesting, right? If, if you were just born into a trust fund and you had millions of dollars to your name, you would have a, a completely different level of appreciation for that money than somebody who worked 20 years to earn their first million dollars. And you wouldn't spend it as easily. You wouldn't take it for granted. It would feel really good to spend each dollar that you made. And those, those challenges, those pitfalls, they're all to teach us, right? Now, when I was younger, when I had less money and I didn't have as much alignment in life, I used to have issues all the time from, you know, paying a bill late to, I don't know, forgetting to renew my car registration to having health issues and stuff like that. Those kind of things are all the universe's way of aligning us back to our goals, right? So let's just say I miss a credit card bill and I get a mark on my credit score. That's very frustrating, right? Especially if you're like trying to buy a house or something like that. That is 
the, the, the universe's way of telling you, okay, maybe you should set up auto pay. Maybe you should you know, set up a better budget so you can keep control of your bills. Maybe you should stop spending so aggressively and so on. So it's important to embrace those, th those challenges, those fears. They are part of the journey. That's what makes it fun, right? Like the, the, the deeper down that you have gone, the better the glory feels when you reach the top, right? Like it, it would feel like nothing special if a helicopter drove you to the top of a mountain and then you put your hands up and you go, I did it, right? It's like, well, you didn't really do anything. Uh, unless you've endured the, the cold, the wind, the you know miles and miles of vertical hiking, the dehydration, the shortness of breath, conquering that mountain just doesn't feel like much. Number five is embracing gratitude without caveat, right? So this is the practice of not only accepting the pitfalls and the challenges and stuff that are going to bring you to your knees and are gonna you know, make you question everything, Remember, everything happens for a reason. That stuff is all part of the journey. And it's life's way of teaching you to deal with the things that cause that, right? So once you can accept those, then you can come to a place of gratitude. In the book, it talks about the, uh, the this grading scale called emotional set points, right? And I think it goes from like negative 15 up to positive 15, and it's this range of emotions. So if, uh, let's just say, uh, a 14 is a state of excitement, right? And you are at a state of negative two. You can't just jump. Let's just say a negative two is discontentment. You can't just jump to a state of 14 positivity. You have to work your way up the scale. And the way you do that is through gratitude. You don't, you don't say, why did this happen to me? You say, why did this happen for me, right? Life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Right. It's, it's all a way of teaching you. It's all a way of empowering you and giving you the beautiful experience of life. And so gratitude is is the main mechanism for moving up the emotional scale. So when let's just say, you know, recently I was pulling out of my garage of a really small parking garage area and I backed into it and I, I, I crashed my G-Wagon into the corner and smashed one of the corners. And extremely frustrating a completely mindless mistake it was completely my fault and i was hurrying to yoga of all places and that was a great lesson in one being present two don't hurry period right at a very macro level don't hurry in life and then three give yourself more time right like don't don't leave the minute you need to leave leave five minutes before like how how hard is that i could have just cut off my work just a little bit sooner so those kind of challenges, I, I still haven't come to a state of gratitude on that accident. It's still very frustrating for me. That frustration is a state of resistance. And so until I accept that, that happened for me. That was the universe's way of saying, you don't need to hurry. It's going to be all right. You don't need to be frantic. Whether it's drinking too much coffee or taking on too much workload or being distracted or, you know, whatever it is, that is happening for me. Right. And, and I have to accept that that is the universe's way of teaching me. If you want to have this nice car, you need to treat it respectfully. You need to treat yourself respectfully and you need to slow down. So that was a great lesson to learn there. Number five, got one left after this. 
Number five is turn envy into inspiration. Now, we did a little bit of a touch on this earlier. When we're looking at, let's just say our competition, right? Or somebody that we, a role model, somebody we wanna be, somebody who embodies where we wanna go. Turning envy into inspiration. So this is the practice of looking at what somebody else is doing and being proud of them. It's that simple. If somebody is doing something that you wanna have, uh, be, either have or be doing, then you have to acknowledge them for that. You gotta remember, it's, it's like the idea of an overnight success. There is no such thing as an overnight success. There's 10 years of work, blood, sweat, and tears, and dedication, and maybe bankruptcies and backbreaking experiences before somebody gets to that overnight success. And all we see is the surface, especially with social media. We see somebody post a picture of the new house that they bought, or the new car that they bought, or the wedding that they're having, or whatever. That relationship preceding that wedding might have been four years long. They might have had two failed engagements prior to that and finally got to a point of a successful wedding, right? So if we look at that and envy the fact that they have found their partner and they are, you know, on the track to, you know, creating a beautiful family and having a great life and all that, that is an endpoint that we're looking at. We're not looking at the journey. And as soon as you can become to understand that, as soon as you can come to a place where you appreciate them serving as inspiration for you, that is when you come into a state of allowing. That is when you stop resisting, right? So again, life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. Somebody else having a big achievement and serving as an inspiration for you, that is a favor. It is, it is the universe's way of serving you inspiration. So you need to abandon the concept of envy any negative emotion is, is going to have self-sabotaging effects on it right fear anger jealousy whatever all of that is going to be self-sabotaging and it's going to cause a state of resisting like we said before if if, if it doesn't feel good there's this you are resisting something and so there, there's a big state of allowing a big state of letting go that has to happen and then of course one things are less tense and they come to you more easily but two you can live more peacefully day to day. And then of course, that's when positive stuff starts happening because at a very energetic and fundamental level, the universe starts sending the blessings that it's been trying to give to you, but you've been resisting because you're caged, caged up and frustrated or angry or jealous and it, it, it can't get in, right? The, those vibrations, like if you think about it like two, two waves, like a sine and a cosine wave and they, are you know interacting they have to match together right the, the frequencies that you want to to bring into your life you have to be tuned to those frequencies you have to be putting off of those frequencies so if you're putting let's just use for example a, a wave of 43 hertz and you know a higher vibration is a 53 hertz you're there the radio signal will not connect right you can't tune to a radio station that is 101 if you're set on 98.9 right you have to tune those frequencies to align and the way you do that is through your emotional guidance system through tuning your emotional state to a place of allowing to a place of acceptance a higher vibration frequency and last but not least you need to trust in the universe remember law one it is the law right there is no exceptions to the law of attraction. And when you accept that, then you start working within those boundaries. And that's when things start happening for you. Well, they're always happening for you, but then you can actually accept it and, and see it for what it is. So trusting in the universe. 
You've watched countless people achieve their dreams. It can obviously be done, but those are people who were allowing it. They were accepting it. They were putting in the hard work. They were turning envy into gratitude. And, and you have to reach that state of trust in the universe first. Now, again, easier said than done. This is why things like ayahuasca journeys and other type of you know, spiritual escapades, if you will, help people realize that because when you're in that state of extreme awareness, you've peeled away all the layers and all of the distractions of life and you're looking at just the heart and soul of who you are and what you really want. And you see that the universe is saying, I want this for you. I want you to fulfill on your desires. And when you can come to a, that place and accept that the universe is working, it, the universe is conspiring in your favor, when you accept that at a very deep level, then you let go of all the resistance. Then you let go of all the fears. And that's when things start coming your way. So I'll leave these seven or six, yeah, seven bullet points in the, uh, the show notes for you to take and keep in your notes. This kind of stuff, it, you know, the process of repetition and re reviewing and all that stuff all helps. So whether, you know, even if it you know, makes your workstation look tacky, write it down, put it on a post-it note, keep it where you can see it daily. Your goals, your intentions, your affirmations, all that stuff helps contribute to that state of alignment. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope this has been enlightening for you. In the next episode, we are going to talk about how to begin manifesting and how to get started with something small and the crazy story of how uh, my dog passed away and I manifested another dog like him and then that dog came into my existence and it was just a, a really wild and, and serendipitous experience. So I'll tell you the whole story in the ne next episode. Make sure if this episode was helpful, if it was interesting to you, share it with somebody that you care about. You don't have to post it on social media if you don't want to put it on blast, just text it to somebody. Or if you do want to post it on Instagram, tag me and I will repost it and much appreciate it. And we can help spread this mission and this story of enlightening more people to live out their dreams. All right. Thanks so much. I'll see you on the next episode. Ciao for now.